0: South Sudan's move away from oil dependency. In this episode, we explore diversification of the South Sudan economy, Angola's economy advancing, and Bank of Ghana's clampdown on pricing and advertising for goods and services in foreign currency in Ghana. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter, at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha South Sudan is looking to break its dependence on the oil and gas sector. 90% of the country's revenues come from oil and gas between the civil war and the upheavals of the global economy and its impact on oil prices. The government and private players are looking to other sectors to create diversity in revenues. A call doc, managing partner at Oras Consulting, joins us for this episode to shed light on the diversification efforts and how this can contribute to sustained economic growth in the country. Why is South Sudan looking to the agricultural sector as it explores diversification?
1: South Sudan is an oil-dependent nation and it currently relies on oil revenues for its government uh, expenditures and for its economy. And it's looking for ways to diversify its economy and it's looking towards agriculture. Uh, Agriculture in South Sudan has great potential. 72% of South Sudan's land area is suitable for agriculture. And South Sudan is currently importing roughly $300 million a year in food items. South Sudan has the potential to be a leading exporter of food and ensure food security in the country. Talk
0: to us about Rank County and its importance in South Sudan's agriculture sector.
1: Rank County is a very significant county. in in, in South Sudan, and this county has been producing agricultural output since the days of the uh, One Sudan. Rang County is the most northern county in South Sudan and it borders Sudan, and some of the key commodities that they produce are sesame, sorghum, uh, gum arabic, and irrigation crops. Uh, Sesame is a big produce in Rang, and farmers cultivate sesame using rain-fed schemes. Uh, The sesame and sorghum are cultivated using rain-fed schemes. And this has been the biggest cash crop for many of the farmers in Rang. Many farmers in Rang have made their livelihoods uh, producing and selling sesame uh, to make their living. Uh, the irrigation scheme is also a very popular market in Rang. It's also a very uh, lucrative trade, considering the, 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 the neighboring uh, Sudan. Many irrigation crops that they cultivate in Rang are cucumbers, onions, tomatoes, peppers, uh, watermelon. And a variety of crops, and this in itself has created an opportunity for farmers to farm all year round. Meaning during the rain season, they are using rain schemes to cultivate sesame, sorghum, millet, wheat, and uh, uh, sometimes uh, maize. But the key crops that they're cultivating are sesame and sorghum. Those are the key cash crops in rank that have markets. The sesame and the sorghum market has been hit due to the conflict of Sudan, but now with the coming of, uh, of peace in, in, in South Sudan and the plans for peace to come in Sudan, there has been a potential that Sesame has potential for the future. The is for Rang is that the only market is Sudan, and they cannot bring their produce to Juba, the biggest city and capital city of South Sudan. So this has been a challenge. But if there was a way to open the river transportation system and have a reliable and safe river transportation system, Rang could essentially become a breadbasket of South
0: Sudan. What is the agriculture opportunity in South Sudan?
1: There are plenty of benefits for investing in agriculture in South Sudan. And the first benefit is food security. South Sudan is currently importing $200 to $300 million per year in food. And this it's land, 75% of South Sudan's land is suitable for agriculture. And experts believe that South Sudan could be the breadbasket of the region. And according to the world food price, South Sudan needs 1.3 million metric tons of cereal a year to feed the roughly 12.2 million people. But it's only producing now 465,000 metric tons of cereal. Now, if South Sudan in the next two years can triple its cereal output, that means that South Sudan can satisfy food security in the country and no longer import food from neighboring countries and become a net exporter to neighboring countries and by producing locally, South Sudan will save $200 million a year in foreign exchanges. And this will strengthen the currency, it will increase uh, employment and create jobs for thousands of South Sudanese and thousands of youth and women, and also create economic activity, which will benefit local governments with tax revenue and, uh, and duties. This final biggest thing that South Sudan agriculture needs is the industrialization fee phase. South Sudan must begin to produce locally, encourage local production, but look at ways to industrialize. Look at ways that they can create factories. Key agricultural projects that, that South Sudan should look into are milling flour plants, uh, cement factory, cement, uh, s- sesame and vegetable oil factory, sugar factory. These are key projects that South Sudan should look at in industrialization phase. If South Sudan were to do the following, it could have a strong and robust economy. If South Sudan has a flour milling plant, a crude oil refinery, a cement factory, a sesame and vegetable oil factory, a sugar factory, South Sudan will be on path to have a strong economy. The oil and gas sector is the strongest sector of South Sudan. And South Sudan can use this oil and gas sector to invest in other sectors to diversify the economy. And when it diversifies the economy, it will no longer be uh, servant to oil prices, which are constantly fluctuating.
0: That was a call. dog managing partner at Ora's Consulting. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the economy of Angola advanced by 2.2% percent year year in the fourth quarter of 2021, following an upwardly revised 0.9% rise in the previous three-month period. It is the second consecutive quarter of expansion and at the fastest pace since the last quarter of 2018. The better economic performance was mainly attributed to growth in transportation and storage, coming in at 39.4%, diamonds and other mineral extractions growing by 20%, fisheries growing by 37.7%, construction at 5.3%, and manufacturing at 3.2%. By contrast, declines were observed in finances and insurance, registering a 36.3% decline, oil extraction and refining registering a 2.8% decline, and post and telecommunications registering a 1.7% decline on seasonally adjusted quarterly basis, the GDP rose by 1.6%. Now the Angolan GDP grew by 0.7% in 2021 after five consecutive years of recession that began in 2016 helped by higher oil prices. The government predicts a 2.4% expansion in 2022 with the non-oil sector growing by around 3.1% and oil sector by about 1.6%. Now, the annual inflation rate in Mozambique eased for the second month to 6.7% in March of 2022 from 6.84% in the previous month. It's the lowest reading since last October, mainly due to a deceleration in prices of food and non alcoholic beverages in restaurants and hotels, housing and utilities, and also education. By contrast, inflation continued to climb. Transportation and on a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.7 percent, following a 0.4 percent decrease in the prior month. Now, the Bank of Ghana, in a move to restore the value of the local currency, has issued a statement directing various institutions, businesses, and individuals to stop transactions in all foreign currencies in the country, especially the dollar. According to the Bank of Ghana, pricing of goods and services, advertising, receipting, and or making payments for goods and services in foreign currency in Ghana contravenes the laws of the country, they cite the Foreign Exchange Act. Nonetheless, the central bank indicates that some institutions or individuals can do such transactions with express Authorization from the central bank. The central bank therefore has warned the public of such moves and also appealed to Ghanaians who are doing unauthorized transactions in the forex market to stop. The central bank vowed to clamp down on individuals who break the law and called on Ghanaians to help by reporting those who engage in foreign currency transactions. The directive comes at the backdrop of increasing rate of dollarization of the economy, in which almost all goods and services are quoted in the dollar. This ranges from rent. Sale of properties, cars, hotels, and many other transactions. The practice puts pressure on the city, leading to its depreciation, and as a result, many consumers suffer the consequences since they need more money to do the same transaction. And a quick look at the markets: cocoa futures rose to above two thousand five hundred and seventy US dollars an ounce on prospects of lower supplies amid poor crop in Ghana, the world's second-largest producer of cocoa. Figures from the marketing board show Ghana's graded and sealed cork arrivals stood at 524,000 turns between October 1st and March 31st, down 34% from the same period last season. Meanwhile, losses were limited as farmers expect heavy rains and good soil moisture to strengthen the April to September mid-crop in Côte d'Ivoire. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial.